Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Hey, everyone. As promised, we have a great interview for you today, and you get to be on the cutting edge of something new because our guest today has just released a book, as in on Wednesday, a couple days ago, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, and you have the opportunity to go buy yourself a copy. We'll be talking about this book later on in the interview, but I encourage you to check out the book if you like what you hear today. Now, one of the reasons I'm excited about this episode is because it pairs so well with our interview earlier in the week with Mark Hodgson when we were talking about the importance of creating content and making sure that you are not a commodity. In fact, that same idea is shared in today's episode. And the reason this is important is because you are asking people as a leader to follow you. And the question that people may begin asking is, why should I be following you? And my question to you is, how would you answer them? This is actually a topic that we're going to explore in another interview in the next couple of weeks, so I encourage you to make sure that you continue listening because I think a lot of these interviews that have been happening recently go very well together. But let's go ahead and get to today's interview. Our guest today is an internationally recognized brand, marketing, and communications expert. He's an inspirational leader, speaker, and author with a mission to help people identify, communicate, and deliver their unique value to build stronger personal team and corporate brands. His work has positively impacted teams, organizations, and associations in countries around the world, including the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. His new book, Tip, A Simple Strategy to Inspire High Performance and Lasting Success, came out on January 29th. Here is Dave Gordon. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Good to be here. So I like to start off every interview with a few questions to help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight to apply in our own lives. So you ready for these? I am ready. Fire away. What is some lesson saying or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? So I think the experience for myself growing up as a student athlete, experiencing sports, uh, played all different kinds of sports and then played football in college at Johns Hopkins University. Division three program, but pretty intense, uh, good program and had the chance to, again, when you think about leadership, there's, there's the coaches, but there's also as a player, you can be a leader as well. And sometimes you take turns being the leader. So I think that being uh, part of a team was really influential for me. And then as my kids got older, they were all athletes in different sports and having the opportunity to coach them. And again, coaching them and part of a team, whether it be, um, you know, CYO basketball or running track or swimming or baseball or lacrosse, whatever it was, it was this idea that as a leader, you need to take care of the individual players, but you also have to take care of the team as a whole. And that can be challenging at times. So I always lean back on some of the lessons I learned through 
through athletics and sports and teamwork. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? A leader is aligned. A leader is positive, And a leader is encouraging. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? So it's interesting. A leader should be asking them a lot of questions. And uh, we'll get into my topic here. But my topic is about personal branding. And that starts off with understanding who you are. So a leader should always be asking the question of what do people think of me? Uh, A lot of times leaders are just so focused on getting stuff done that they don't take the time to really think about what the perception is of them. They might have the best intentions, but what is the perception of them? And I don't think leaders do that enough. They don't sit there and say, when I leave the room, what are people saying about me? What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? So a book I'd recommend to leaders, uh, so my brother, John Gordon, uh, has written about 20 books. And his first book he he wrote was called The Energy Bus. And I believe that's used probably about 3 million copies sold so far. And that is a great book to read as a leader if you want to focus on creating a positive culture and using positive language. John and I worked together on creating workshops based on that book. Uh, I have one called Driver of Positive Change, Uh, but I think the book itself is a great uh, reminder that leaders need to be positive in in who they are and their communications. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? It'd be communicate better. I I see it all the time. I've worked with many different organizations, and I'm actually part of an organization, part of the C-suite. And I think we focus so much on what we would call leadership issues when in reality what we have are communication issues. And we have communication issues because we have time issues. So everybody's trying to get stuff done, but they don't have time to communicate. So if they don't have time to communicate, then they're not leading the way they should be. They're not building relationships the way they should be. And so If you're communicating in a kind of an ad hoc way, then you're not building those relationships with people and you're not going to get the performance that you want. So I think a lot of the the challenges that come from being a leader is the, the lack of focus on consistent and clear communications. And finally, our arbitrary but insightful question is this, as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? That is a great question. That is so deep. Um, I am, uh, I'm a glass half full person, so I'm going to say why. Uh, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek's Start With Why, and I believe if you can get to the why of something, then I think you can have your answer. Uh, the why not, I think you're focusing on more on, on the negative side, and I would just say why uh, allows you to challenge yourself, why you do something, and be more positive. Well, Dave, we are here today to talk about your book that just came out on January 29th. It's called Tip, A Simple Strategy to Inspire High Performance and Lasting Success. We're going to be talking about this for the next few minutes. My first question, though, is why focus on high performance and lasting success? Yeah, because I think that last, high performance and lasting success is goes hand in hand. And I think when you when you have a, a challenge, a lot of people focus in on, on performance. I'm, I'm doing my job. 
right? But high performance is above average. And the book itself is, it's a business fable. Uh, It's written in a story form uh, with a strategy in the back. So much like the uh, Pat Lencioni types of books or the One Minute Manager, I believe that people learn best through story. So it is the story of a guy uh, 39 years old, and he gets fired after 10 years at the same sales job for being average. And so I think there's a lot of people in the world that maybe are uninspired in their jobs, um, feel that they should be doing more or could be doing more. And maybe there's a reason why that is. It's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just maybe they haven't really focused in back when you asked earlier about the why of why, who are they and what do they stand for? And so when you focus in on high performance, it's not just that you're there to show up. It was interesting. I, I fly a lot. I travel a lot and I speak at a lot of different conferences. And I was going through the TSA line and uh, I walked up you know, to, to scan my, my phone uh, and, and show my ID. And I said to the TSA agent, I said, how are you doing? And he said, I'm here. And, and so I said, okay, so that's like basically as good as it was going to get, right? It wasn't like he was going to tell me he was good or bad. Or, he just said, I'm here. And I think that if we just focus on being here, then we're not focused on high performance. And when we perform at a higher level, we stand out amongst our peers, amongst our colleagues, amongst our competitors. So that's why high performance is so important. The other part of it is lasting success. I believe anybody can be good for a short period of time, but how do you maintain success for a long period of time? And, and again, I'll bring it back to sports teams or organizations or even just people who rise through the ranks of a different organization. They do so because they're performing at a high level for a long period of time. And there's consistency in that. So that's where the book comes in, where you, you want to be focusing on not just being there, but high performance, and then also maintaining that high performance for a longer period of time so you have lasting success. And obviously, people want to move from just being there to being high performers. Sometimes it does take something drastic in our lives. I imagine that when you lose your job, you begin asking questions that can lead you to better things. Is there something that people can do besides losing their job to help them to get to that point, though, where they want to move to becoming a higher performer? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go back to your question. The first thing you say is, why? Why am I here? I mean, at the end of the day, there are thousands and thousands of ways to make a living, right? So when you sit there and you go, okay, am I here for the paycheck? Why am I here? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I selling this? Or why am I in this organization? Or why am I in the IT department? Or why am I a nurse? Or why am I you know, down on, on Wall Street? Whatever the case may be, whoever you are, I think it's good to challenge ourselves every once in a while. And I, I come from a, a brand and, and marketing background. I come from a unique background, which we can get into, but I'm a brand and communication strategist. And so I'm always asking why. And I think if people, even before they get fired, and hopefully nobody on this, on this uh, listening to this podcast is, is, is being fired, but if they are or uh, contemplating a change in some way, you got to ask yourself, why? Why am I here? And so if you can do that, what I look at it from a marketing perspective or a branding perspective is that companies rebrand all the time. And maybe it's they have a new skill or maybe they want to focus on a new area. So they ask themselves, well, why are we here? Why are we in business? Who are we here to serve? 
And I think if people did that more often, where they challenge themselves every quarter, every half a year, every year, whatever it is, to really challenge themselves and be more self-aware to say, why am I here? Then I think the answers they get will be a, a bit more as something that they can, they can use to either work harder, uh, work smarter, or find a position that they're more suited to or a goal that they, if they've already met their goal, then they have a new goal. Or does it really challenge them to, to climb the mountaintop, so to speak? So I think it really comes down to asking yourself before you get fired, before that big thing happens, before your, your colleague or competitor gets the job before you do, whether the promotion before you do, to ask yourself, why am I here? And if it is just for the paycheck, then that's not good for you. It's not good for your team and it's not good for your organization. So just a second ago, we talked about the importance of high performance and lasting success and how they're related to each other. The book itself, though, is called Tip. Could you talk for a second about the title of the book and what it means? Sure, absolutely. So Tip stands for Take It Personally. And I purposefully did not have that on the cover because sometimes when you say take it personally, people are like, oh, well, you know, actually you shouldn't take it personally, you know, don't take it personally. But in this case, I, I kind of flip the, the concept on its head. And the story, again, is about this guy who gets fired for being average. And he ends up in a, a bar restaurant where the bartender and bar owner actually takes a bit of pity on him and says, well, I, you know, I know you're looking, looking for a new job. You don't have a whole lot of options right now. Why don't you come in and work here for a bit, you know, and you can learn a bit about customer service and, and things along the way. And so he reluctantly takes the job and his first night he's just destroyed. And I won't give so much away of the, of the storyline, but the one thing the, the bar owner says to him is the concept of tip. He explains it to him that tip is, it's not about, and here's the thing, in the, in the service industry, TIP usually stands for to ensure performance or to ensure promise, right? When you give a TIP to someone, you're basically saying, thanks for the service, and you give them a TIP. And that person who works on TIPs knows that if they don't give good service, then they're not going to get uh, a decent TIP, right? It's kind of that, that relationship there. And what the, the, the mentor in this story says is that's external motivation. And to be truly successful, to achieve high performance and lasting success, we have to think more about the internal motivation. So take it personally. What we're saying is don't take what people say about you personally. It's more about take the experience of the customer personally. So if you're taking that personally and that customer, whether they're having a good experience or bad experience, has a lot to do with you and your service and the environment that you create, well, if you take it personally, well, of course that person's going to tip you better. But don't do it for the money. Do it to take care of the customer. And, and I think it's not just in the hospitality industry. It's in many industries. But if people would, would do that more, take care of their customers more with the idea that I'm here because I'm going to create an experience for my customer and keep them coming back. Well, then you're going to see high performance, lasting success for yourself, for your team, and for your organization. What is the best way to increase that internal motivation that you just talked about? It has to come from, again, back to this idea of, of who are you and, and what are you trying to achieve? And the, the concept actually came. So, uh, so a little bit about me. 
So I went to Johns Hopkins to be a doctor. That lasted about uh, one semester and a 28 average in chemistry. And uh, Dr. Greider said, uh, my dear boy, uh, you better figure out something else to do with your life. Mm. I was smart, but I wasn't doctor smart at Johns Hopkins. And so I found the writing seminars program. And I started to do more of that, different kinds of writing, playwriting uh, with Edward Albee, who was a guest professor and, and being part of news broadcasts in, in WBAL in, in, in Baltimore and just got, you know, immersed in, in, in the writing and, and, and I loved it. And uh, when I, I started doing some acting at school and, and when I graduated, uh, I ended up becoming an actor for about uh, 10 years. And so I told you it was a little bit of a unique background. And now when you're an actor in New York and California, you're also a bartender. So that's where the whole bartending thing came in and the, uh, the inspiration for the story. But while I was doing this acting and bartending, my wife uh, at the time, uh, she was in the corporate world uh, for meetings and events, and she was also bartending. And so we both had this, this concept of getting tipped, right, making money at the end of the night. And she came home one day from, from her, her day job and I said, I was working. She said, you know, if I could just put a tip cup on my desk and have people like throw me a dollar or two every time they ask me to do something, that would be a whole lot easier. And again, back to this idea, that's external motivation, right? So you ask, how can we be focused more on the internal motivation? It comes back to purpose. It comes back to, again, why are you there? You are there to help someone, whatever job you're in, whatever job you're doing, you should be there to help somebody do something, right? To achieve something. And if you don't feel like you're helping someone, then you don't have a sense of purpose. And if you don't have a sense of purpose, then it is going to be about the external motivation. It is going to be about the paycheck. And so you really have to ask yourself, what is my purpose? And so something that you know, you'll see in the book is that when we talk about what is a purpose statement, it's kind of like an organization. You know, they have a, a, a credo or a mantra or whatever that is. People need it as well. And so you need a purpose statement, which, again, starts with the phrase, I help people. So if I ask you, what do you do? And you tell me your title or you tell me the industry you're in, that's fine. But you're not adding value for yourself. You're basically telling me you're the same as everybody else in that organization or that title or that industry. But if I say, what do you do? And you say, I help people blank. And then you fill in the blank with how you help people. Every time you say that, you are reminding yourself of your own purpose. And that is internal motivation. So I really like that tip that you just gave to start off an explanation of what you do and what you're about by saying, I help people. Now, how do people fill in the blanks after that? Do you have any guidance for that next step? Absolutely. Well, the, so I'll, I, I kind of jumped the gun here because there is a process to this, right? So when I think about take it personally and tip and this whole concept of personal branding, you first have to understand who are you, right? You have to kind of lean into who are you in terms of a brand. And, and when I say that to people, when I stand in front of an audience of like 500, 1,000 people and I say who here has ever thought of themselves as a brand, I usually get some blank stares. Maybe a few hands go up. But, you know, if you're not a famous athlete or you're not a famous actor or actress or musician, you don't think of yourself as a brand. But a brand is a promise. A brand is something that you promise to the world. And so what I try to do with people, and again, concept in the book, is basically say to people, okay, Volvo is, is, a, is a car company that's known for one thing. And that one thing is safety, 
right? Everybody knows Volvo is known for safety. Well, for you as a person, you can also or should also be known for one thing, and that's really hard to do. But if you don't know who you are, and if you don't know what you stand for, then it's going to be very hard for other people to follow you. And I think this is such an important concept for leaders. Leaders want people to follow them. But at the end of the day, if you ask a leader who they are and what they stand for, if they can't describe who they are in that one word brand, it gets very confusing for people to understand, well, should I be following this person? Who are they? What do they stand for? Why should I follow them? Why should I put my reputation and my career on the line for this person who I don't even know what he or she is doing? So it's a promise that they make to you. And I, and I think that what you really need to do is start out by understanding, okay, what is that one word brand. So Josh, I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to say if I, if I had to, if you had to describe yourself in one word, what would it be? As far as what I do, what I would say is leadership. Okay. And so is that something that launches you out of bed in the morning? Is this focus on leadership? Yes, it does. And when you go to bed at night, do you sit there and go, my promise to the world was leadership to create better leaders. And do you feel satisfied when you do that? I probably don't do that every night, but I would say that if I were to think about it that way, then I, I would. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you have a podcast called called Leadership, right? So it makes sense, right? My brother's known for positivity, right? And, and my word actually is coach. Um, I want to be known as a coach because I want to make people better. That's what I do. It's a noun and a verb. So I think a, a great lesson for people is to really think about who are you? And if you were a brand only known for one thing, what would that be? You can be known for other things down the road, but if people think you're known for many things, then it's, it's like any brand. If, if you're known for everything, then you're known for nothing, right? And so as a leader, what am I known for? What's the promise I'm making to the team? What's the promise I'm making to the organization? Once you do that, once you have your word, then when you go into purpose, then that helps it out. Then you go, okay, so what is my purpose? Who do I help? And not necessarily in your job. Who do I help in the world? Because 24-7, right? That is a brand. A brand is 24-7. You can't be one brand at work and another brand at home. It just doesn't work that way. You become schizophrenic, right? And it's like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to stand for? So for me, my word coach it applies to my personal life and my professional life. I'm always trying to make people better. And sometimes I'm a tough coach. Sometimes I'm a loving coach. Sometimes I'm a, a fair coach. Whatever the case may be, I'm always trying to make people better. And that helps to guide me and stay on the tracks of my brand because otherwise I'm all over the place, right? The, the idea behind this, this idea of brand behavior is – Brand behavior is consistent. If I'm striving for this one thing, I'm going to be more consistent in my words and actions versus if I focus on human behavior, well, human behavior is inconsistent. If it feels good, do it. So to be more focused on this idea of your, of your brand and of your purpose, it really comes back to who am I trying to help and what strengths do I have to help them get there?
when people are reading Tip, by the time that they're through reading the book, do people have a clearer idea of how to get to that point? Absolutely. So the whole idea is taking them on this journey. So Brian Davis is the main character's name. And Brian goes through this journey where he meets, obviously, this mentor at the bar. But, you know, I bartended for many years. And part of the, the whole concept here was the fact that you can learn something from anyone. And if you have the opportunity to meet people from different walks of life, which is exactly what I did uh, working in a bar, because you meet all different people, you know, it, it doesn't matter what industry they're in, it doesn't matter whether the CEO or they're a new hire or an intern, you're going to learn something from someone. So Brian goes through this, this journey of who he was or who he thought he was, and he learns all of these, these tips uh, from all of these different people that kind of say, okay, here's how you can create your own brand. Here's how you can create your own purpose. And then here's how you should go out the door in the way you communicate and the way you act so that you, at the end of the day, know that you're providing unique value to someone. Because at the end of the day, a brand is, it's a promise of unique value. And so if you are providing unique value for your family, for your friends, for your teammates, for your customers, then they need you. And here's the thing. If you truly are providing unique value in a way that nobody else is, your, your brand, you'll, you'll, you become a value brand. And then you can charge more because you're worth more. Because if there's only one you in the world and nobody else is like you, then you're not a commodity. Then you're special. And then again, you can charge whatever you want. Well, Dave, before we finish the podcast today, I'd love to hear any final thoughts that you have or anything that you would like to reiterate that you've talked about already today. I think what's most important that is that everybody has their own unique journey. And that's the, uh, that was the idea of the book is to um, take people on a journey through the char- this main character, Brian Davis. And, and show how these concepts and these tips uh, and the strategy can really help someone go from somebody who's basically fired for being average to total anxiety of what's next to learning all about these processes to hopefully creating a better life for themselves. And I think if you go through the story and then look at the different questions that are in the back of the book, along with what uh, I call a personal accountability model, and then you follow those steps, it becomes much easier to be true to yourself. This whole book is about being authentic and being accountable. You are authentic to yourself, because if you're not authentic to yourself, then you're all going to fall into an average job doing average thing. But if you're truly authentic, and then know that you're accountable for your own success, Know that you're accountable for your reputation, for the recognition you receive, and for the results that you get. If you can take ownership of that, then you can have all the success you want. So I would say if you get the chance to read the book and follow the strategy in the back, uh, I think you'll have an easier time of it to at least create a plan for yourself that isn't 85 questions and 100 multiple choice questions. It really is boiling it down to the fact of who are you? What is your identity? How do you communicate that? Do your actions match your promise that you're making to the world? And ultimately, are you providing unique value? Because if you are, again, you're going to have success. 
But if you're not achieving those things, then you got to turn around and ask yourself, okay, where's the gap here and how do I fill it? And the strategy is supposed to be something that's, that, that fills the gap. I've, um, I've sent out this book to uh, many people uh, from all walks of life and, and the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and it's not just for people starting out in their lives, right? I, I've, I've had interns, I've had college students who say this gives me a great plan, but I've also had CEOs say to me, you know what, I'm giving one of these to every one of my leaders and hopefully they'll give one to every one of their teams so we can get aligned on how we talk about ourselves and the promise we make to each other in the organization. So I'm really excited about how this could become a tool and a resource uh, for people to inspire themselves and others to just deliver more and, and, and get more. So Dave, if people do want to be one of the first to buy a copy of your new book tip, where can people go to purchase it? And then also where can people go to find out more about you and the work that you do? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you can purchase it at any of your your online uh, book retailers. So it's uh, obviously on Amazon. It's published by John Wiley and Sons, so a very reputable and famous publisher, and they've put it everywhere. It's on Barnes & Noble, it's at Target, it's at Walmart. Uh, if you go online and just Google tip book Dave Gordon, you'll be able to find it pretty much anywhere. And uh, as, as far as uh, me, uh, my website is davegordon.net. And you can find out more about me. You can find out more about the book. And uh, I really love it when people write me or call uh, and ask questions. So you can sign up for my newsletter as well, uh, which I have out there. I send that to uh, over a few thousand people and uh, always looking to add more. So again, it's uh, davegordon.net. All right, Dave, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Same here, Josh. Thanks so much for the time. If you enjoyed hearing from Dave today, be sure to go check out his book, Tip, a simple strategy to inspire high performance and lasting success. Now, my first key takeaway for the day actually comes from the title of the book, Take It Personally. I like the idea of taking the experience of the customer personally. Make sure that it is something that you care about and that you're motivated by. And actually, just yesterday, I was talking to someone who is the director at a leadership institute at a private school here in Jackson, Mississippi. And he was saying that a lot of the students that he talks to when they are asked what they want, the two top things they say are fame and money. And one of the things we were talking about is that those things could potentially come to you. But if those are the things you're going after, you're not necessarily going to get them. The way that you succeed in life is by helping others get what they want. So make sure you know what your customer wants and make sure that you are taking the work that you're doing for them personally. And eventually the other things in life that you want are likely to come. The second thing is that to remain driven and internally motivated, know your purpose. And I like the way that Dave described how to know your purpose. He said, finish this sentence. I help people. And however you finish that sentence is at least an idea of what your purpose is. So how would you finish that sentence? I help people what? And finally, I like the idea that a brand is something you promise to the world. And so the question then is, what is your promise to the world? And it goes back to the second key takeaway of what your purpose is. So take it personally, know your purpose, and know your promise. Now make sure you come back next week because our first interview of the week is going to be with someone who learned a lot of his leadership lessons in combat. He's written a book that is focused on helping teams work better and lead better together. So I hope that you will come back next week to hear from him. 
Until then, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.